The Chicago White Sox have been looking for consistency at second base for almost a decade. The list of names that have played the position since the last time Ozzie Guillen was manager have ranged from Tyler Saladino to Gordon Beckham to Yomer Sanchez. Despite saying that a focus will be placed on second base, the organization has resorted to quick fixes that need constant retooling. There are a lot of in-house opportunities, but will the White Sox finally go out and make a big splash for a second baseman? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Josh Harrison took a majority of the reps at second base this past season. Uh, He was serviceable but not the big-name acquisition Sox fans were looking for. Uh, Will the White Sox finally figure out a long-term solution? Also, the White Sox are still uh, looking for a manager. Uh, If you weren't paying attention this past season and you're just jumping into White Sox chatter, uh, our White Sox were 81-81 and this past year, second place in the AL Central, uh, finished 11 games back of the Cleveland uh, guardians uh, folks happy halloween uh, welcome to some off-season white Sox talk gotta start with white Sox managerial search 2022 uh, a lot has happened this past weekend um so the uh the suggestion or recommendation that teams refrain uh, from making big announcements until after the world series uh, has been laughed at uh, by several teams already. And now the Royals uh, are the third team to make a managerial announcement. Per Jeff Passan of ESPN, uh, the Kansas City Royals have made their choice. Royals are hiring Matt Quattraro as their new manager. So- sources uh, tell ESPN Quattraro, 48, uh, has been the Rays bench coach and also worked in Cleveland. He's adored um, many uh, among players, uh, coaches, and execs, and is regarded as the ideal type to shepherd the Royals' young core. That uh, from Jeff Passan of ESPN. Uh, So there you have it. Uh, Talked about Matt Quattraro a little bit uh, here on Lockdown White Sox. That was a name that was uh, floated around as a guy. It It seemed like he was finally going to get that chance uh, after interviewing in the past for open positions, uh, being with successful organizations. And here we go. Uh, we'll get to see a lot of Matt Quattraro 
uh, with the Royals, of course, uh, in the AL Central. Uh, just a few days ago, on October 29th, Scott Merkin uh, made an announcement uh, that affected uh, the White Sox search. Uh, Merkin, of course, covering the White Sox for uh, MLB since 2003. Uh, he had an article out. It's on uh, whitesox.com. Merkin wrote, uh, who will be the next White Sox manager? That question has yet to be answered, and the organization is keeping the candidates quiet during this ongoing process. Uh, it will not be Houston bench coach Joe Espada, who interviewed for the position uh, but is out of the running as confirmed to MLB.com by a source uh, this weekend. The White Sox have not confirmed the news. Wow, that, that's a big one. Uh, it sure seemed like after the Marlins uh, passed up on, uh, on Joe Espada and the Yankees were going to stick with Aaron Boone. Uh, the only thing I can think of, of course, is, well, two, two possible things. You know, maybe there was a money situation. You know, maybe they just couldn't come to terms on financial stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe Houston knows far more than anybody else knows in regards to Dusty Baker. And they want Joe Espada. And Dusty Baker is leaving. Uh, whether the Astros win the World Series or lose the World Series, uh, he is done. And uh, they believe that Espada is going to be the perfect choice. And they don't want him going anywhere. I don't know. Uh, but uh, interesting very interesting because Espada was on the top of a lot of folks lists and it started to feel like especially after that announcement that was made on social media uh, last week that Joe Espada is going to be the next manager of the White Sox you cannot believe anything you read or hear until it is finally done especially uh, with the Sox so uh, no on Joe Espada uh, there was a recent Sun Times article by Daryl Van Scoven uh, and former broadcaster Ken Hawk Harrelson said uh, that Ozzie Guillen would be the best choice because of his qualifications and because he would reinvigorate uh, the fan base. Uh, Harrelson didn't believe Guillen would get the job, uh, but Guillen would be a fairly popular voice among some media and fans. Uh, so we know uh, Ozzie Guillen has indeed been interviewed, possibly uh, lasting five hours long. How about that? Uh, some reports say that he's been interviewed twice. Again, of course, hasn't managed uh, since 2012. Uh, again, this is what Rick Hahn, uh, he said a lot of things in that press conference when uh, Tony La Russa uh, was stepping uh, down. One of the things that Rick Hahn said in terms of this managerial search was, quote, I think the ideal person to fit what we are looking for given where this team is, does have recent experience in some role in a dugout contributing to a team that is having success, end quote. Now, whether you want to believe what Han is saying uh, or not, recent experience, uh, that's a vague term, but it's been a 10-year gap for Ozzie Guillen. Uh, Kevin Long, hitting coach for the Philadelphia Phillies, is another name that keeps popping up. So is it between Kevin Long and now Ozzie Guillen? Uh, Long managed in the minors in the late 90s, but has been a hitting coach uh, with several teams uh, at the MLB level. Long is, of course, enjoying success in his first season as hitting coach for the Phillies. Uh, he's definitely talked. Uh, he's a talked about name, but 
you know, I was wondering, is that an equivalent to maybe a new up and coming offensive coordinator that gets hired to be an NFL head coach? Because uh, we're seeing what the offense is doing in Philadelphia. Can he replicate that with the guys that we have on this roster uh, heading into 2023? Well, according to Scott Greger uh, of the Daily Herald, he had an article recently on this whole managerial search. Scott Greger wrote, it is not clear if the White Sox have interviewed uh, long. So uh, to Merkin's point earlier, they are maybe keeping it uh, quiet. Maybe we're creating all of this uh, stuff, but there seems to be a lot of smoke around Guillen and Long. Uh, you definitely can make an argument for Guillen uh, in both ways. Uh, Guillen, uh, Guillen will not be boring. Um, he truly he does know the White Sox uh, team and the organization. He said it, and, and I do believe that. Uh, I, I do believe uh, he'll light a fire under this team and challenge them in ways uh, that they might not have experienced over the last few years or ever. How he does that, would it be an effective way? Uh, who knows? Uh, and if we stick with the narrative that nothing will truly ever change until this, uh, until there is new ownership, then really, what's the difference? You know, might as well put Ozzie Guillen uh, back in there. And right now, I, I'm I'm feeling it. You know, if it's in be, if it's between Long and Guillen, I'm putting my vote right now with, with Ozzie Guillen. Um, and that could change maybe tomorrow after I learn some more information. You know, and maybe new things come to the surface on on Kevin Long. But uh, these are the two names we're hearing right now. And might as well at this point, just run it back with, with Ozzy Gian. You had him in for two interviews, one maybe lasting five hours. Uh, again, all speculation uh, on this, but it's ongoing. Hopefully this will become clear uh, this coming week uh, whenever this World Series wraps up. Folks, seven players, seven uh, were featured at second base this past season for the White Sox. I'm going to tell you why Josh Harrison uh, might be the option once again. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Uh, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. Uh, and as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, in honor of, of Halloween, uh, there might not be anything more scary than the second base position for the Chicago White Sox over uh, the last several years. And I do mean years. Uh, it has been a revolving door, a black hole, a position that seems to be assigned a plan, and then the plan goes out the window. Uh, clearly, finding a permanent solution at second base uh, has been all the talk, uh, but little action. Uh, it has been talked about as a matter of focus for so many off-seasons, it's, it's really difficult to keep track. Of course, they even uh, drafted uh, their future second baseman, but that experiment didn't last very long. Uh, DH, right field, and second base seem to be the three positions that drum up the most attention, and the same three 
that do not get addressed with a real solution. Uh, last episode, focused on Gavin Sheets and the problems the White Sox have had figuring out right field. A second base has been a nightmare. Uh, I compiled a list here of, of second basemen on opening day going all the way back to 2005. We were just celebrating uh, the big 17th anniversary of the 2005 Chicago White Sox, so I thought I'd start there, going from 2000 to through 2005 to just recently here uh, in 2022. So, of course, you've got Tadahito Aguchi, and he ran uh, for three straight opening days, uh, 2005, 06, 07. Uh, then Juan Uribe was your starting second baseman in 08, Chris Getz, 09. Gordon Beckham ran it for four straight opening days, uh, 2010, 11, 12, and 13. After that, things get very inconsistent. Here's where your revolving door comes in. 2014, Marcus Simeon. 2015, Micah Johnson. 2016, Brett Laurie. Am I scaring you yet with these names? 2017, Tyler Saladino. 2018, Yoan Mancada. 2019, Yomer Sanchez. 2020, Luri Garcia. 2021, Nick Madrigal. 2022, Josh Harrison. Uh, Harrison started at second base on opening day, but in total, seven players tried their hand at the position in 2020. Uh, Harrison had the lion's share. He played 90 games at second base. Luri Garcia, 47. Uh, Romy Gonzalez, 25 games. Lenin Sosa, six. Danny Mendick, six. Jake Berger had three games at second base. And Andrew Vaughn, folks, uh, was at second base twice this past season. The lack of consistency between shortstop and second base is problematic. I mean, infielders need to get in sync for a variety of reasons. Uh, it felt like there was a new shortstop second base combination every other game this past season. From seemingly routine plays in the infield to taking throws from the outfield and cutoffs, covering the base and steal attempts, and just getting on the same page so you know what to expect from your counterpart. Obviously, 2022 was a season full of injuries for the White Sox. Uh, they needed to make some decisions out of necessity, but I didn't think second base was truly addressed from the beginning. Uh, you got to go back to March 15th, and of course, the lockout complicated a lot of things, but just a few weeks before the season started, uh, Josh Harrison, who was 34 at the time, agreed to terms on a one-year $5.5 million contract, which included a $5.5 million team option for 2023. Uh, Harrison will receive $4 million in 2022 uh, with a $1.5 million buyout in 2023 if the option is not picked up. Here's what Josh Harrison said. Uh, coming to the White Sox. Quote, we can sit here and say we expect certain things, but baseball will throw a monkey wrench. I'm always ready to play second, but I have my other gloves. I might be called upon for something else. It's about winning games, end quote. Uh, here's what Rick Hahn said about Josh Harrison joining the White Sox. Quote, he absolutely could very well be the opening day second baseman. He could be there on a regular basis. Let's just see how things unfold over the coming weeks, end quote. 
So Harrison did play 102 games at second base in 2021 between time with Oakland and Washington. So it was not a surprise when Harrison was indeed the starting second baseman on opening day. But did Harrison really excite you? Was that the solution you were hoping for? Most likely not. Harrison slashed 256, 317, 370 last season. Uh, maybe I speak for other Sox fans when I say that I was hoping for much more power at the second base position. Uh, Harrison s- hit seven home runs, 19 doubles, and had 27 RBIs. Uh, Josh Harrison's offensive numbers were down from where they were in 2021. He had 147 hits in 138 games in 2021, eight home runs, 33 doubles, 60 RBIs, and slashed 279, 341, 400. He had nine errors in 90 games while playing second base uh, last season with the White Sox. There were times when he was an absolute magician with the glove, but uh, other moments where he could not field a simple ground ball or He definitely made it into an adventure, slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, Will the Sox, will they pick up that option of Harrison's in 2023? I mean, there's going to be in-house competition at the position. Mendick, Garcia, Sosa, Romy Gonzalez. But I am hoping the White Sox do more to solidify the defense while also get some power from the second base position. If money is going to be spent this offseason, I hope finding a proven second baseman will gain the attention. Uh, Like so many other White Sox players, Harrison battled injury. Romy Gonzalez was more than serviceable and had some hot streaks, especially with the bat, but was not the proven second baseman we were looking for. Uh, Danny Mendick was lost for the year on a crazy collision while playing shortstop. Lenin Sosa was not ready yet. Jake Berger is not a second baseman. Lurie Garcia should not be regarded as an everyday starter. And the fact that Andrew Vaughn played second base for the White Sox last season tells you everything you need to know about how inept the franchise has been. The White Sox need to get better defensively and need to stop putting Band-Aids on the second base issue. I'm going to tell you why prioritizing second base Uh, may prove to be a challenge. More on that in a moment. Again, it was not that Josh Harrison was horrible. For me, it just wasn't a flashy move that felt like a difference maker. I was hoping the White Sox would have found their future second baseman, and bringing Harrison was a Band-Aid once again. I'd be disappointed if they picked up his option and just ran things back, but money will be tight, unfortunately, and sometimes the most obvious solution is what ultimately happens. I'm waiting for Han to deliver a post-World Series off-season breakdown and talk about how the White Sox are bullish on Romy Gonzalez or Danny Mendick at second base in 2023, but will always be exploring every option to get better. Like with Gavin Sheets, he will tell us what's going to happen, and I will not want to listen, hoping the Sox make a big splash in December, and then I'll be watching Gonzalez get announced on opening day. Well, if it's not an in-house option, the Sox uh, and the Sox do want to spend money. There are some free agents uh, that could help, but not many. You got Gene Segura, uh, although there is a club option with him. Uh, Adam Frazier, uh, that was a name that was talked about uh, several years ago. 
Colton Wong uh, just played a couple years with the Brewers. Uh, he spent a lot of time with St. Louis. That's an interesting name. There is a club option with him. He's 32 years old. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, you want to try that out? Uh, there aren't a lot of options on this free agent list uh, that really excite you at second base. Uh, whatever the White Sox decide to do, my hope is that they prioritize defense, of course, but also consistency. It'd be nice to see some of the same faces out there game after game in 2023. Uh, health is a big factor, but putting that aside, I think focusing on a long-term plan for the second base position is crucial. Injuries will happen every year and you'll need to make adjustments, but I hope the White Sox make a serious commitment to get better defensively, and that can start with a proven, reliable, and effective second baseman. Hopefully they recognize the revolving door that second base has been for so many years and vow to change that approach. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcasts. We're on Twitter at Locked On Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore a GGTB. Thanks for making Locked On White Socks your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I'll continue to look at player performances like Liam Hendricks and examine off-season White Sox scenarios. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!